Welcome to the Unity Podcast and Unity Spiritual Media. I hope you enjoy today's speaker. It is Amy Steinberg. Good morning. So happy to be with you this morning to give you a message. I always put a little music in my messages. I want to say thank you again for having me. And I want to say it's time to remember who you are. To remember the ecstasy, the joy that is available to you right now. And so I'm going to open this little talk with a chant that you may well know. And I'll be playing this throughout the talk. And I invite you to sing along because when we sing and breathe, we trigger the parasympathetic nervous system in our brains and we calm ourselves down. When we become calm, we become clear, much like a river. When a river is, you know, and all the things are going on, it's, it's active, it's, it's, it's sort of muddy and it's hard to see what's in there. So we're going to calm our brains and we're going to get ready for this message, which is meant to nourish you, uplift you, and inspire you. My name is Amy Steinberg, and I'm so happy to be with you. I am remembering who I am. I am remembering who I am. I am remembering. I am remembering. I am remembering. Chopra in his book, The Ultimate Happiness Prescription, writes about interconnectedness and happiness. Happiness is the prescription. This is the book about his prescription for the ultimate happiness. And he says how we are connected physiologically. He says, the underlying truth seems undeniable. My happiness can heal someone else just the way it heals me. He says the most important contribution I can make to the healing of our planet is to be happy. By spreading happiness, wherever I go, I create a healing response. So when I remember the ecstasy, the happiness that I truly am, I heal the world. Mm-hmm. Ecstasy is naturally the space that spirit wants to be. Ecstasy is being free from the ego. We go easily to the middle of the forest. We can roam, we can harvest, but we always circle back. It's a fact. We come back to the home inside us, the home inside us by Deepak. In the world's wisdom traditions, the search for ecstasy is completely natural. Ecstasy is your original state. 
To return to it is to return home. Can I hear a hallelujah? There are so many names for this goal, redemption, salvation, transcendence, and enlightenment. The human soul longs to return to the place where ecstasy abides. Okay, Deepak, if this is true, if this ecstasy and bliss is our natural state, then it is imperative that we find a way to hear the call back to this space. In other words, if we are being called back to ecstasy, being called back to bliss, being called back home to that home of love, then we really have to tune in to that still small divine voice that tells us the next right thing to do on our journey. And we can feel it. We can feel it in our bones when it is the next right step. I love that phrase, the next right step or the next right move, the next right action, the next right thought, the next right choice. You know, there's years that I've gone through, you know, not days, years where I just ignored the inner voice. I just ignored the inner voice. I said, no, 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 no. You don't want to hang out with that person or, or you don't want to live here anymore. Or, you know, I ignored that voice that said, you know, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't drink that. Don't eat that. And what happened was slowly, but surely my happiness became less and less. And so as I was guided back to these new thought teachings and philosophers and classes and churches and music, I was guided back to that space that tells me about the next right thing. The happiness has grown, but slowly and incrementally. And it comes from this place of remembering, remembering, remembering who I am, remembering that I am responsible for my joy. I am responsible for my bliss. I am responsible for my ecstasy. And it comes when I tune in to that divine space of love and joy and remembering. Remember who you truly are. Remembering who you truly are. I am remembering. Sing with me. Who I child of the most high love. I'm a child of this incredible active expression of universe. This is who we are. We are the outpicturing of the indwelling, most excellent, most creative, powerful energy of life. Call it God, call it Buddha, call it Jesus, call it Allah, call it all the things. That one power that Daniel Namod sings about in his beautiful song, One Power, there is a presence it is natural. Its natural state is ecstatic. And what a gift to recognize that not only is this presence everywhere and everything, but in each and every one of us available to use. As Ernest Holmes says, there is a power in the universe greater than me and I can use it. My consciousness is my responsibility. I get to choose what I focus on and expand in my awareness. Right now I'm studying 
present moment awareness very closely as I'm reading an Osho book called Joy at the, at, at the moment this month for House of Love and Light, my own spiritual community. And this nowness, this, this right here, be right here now, it goes so well with this idea of divine guidance, of intuition. It's only in that present moment that we can hear the divine guidance. And, you know, there are extreme waves for me personally, you know, and, and I'm going to speak to mental health right now. We each have different mental health experiences. I have what I call the artist brain. <laughs> you know, I've been actually diagnosed with something called cyclothymia, which is basically extremely moody. It's like, you're an artist. They should just call it artist. <laughs> so sometimes I can get really low though. And it, it's usually connected to the moon and my moon cycle, maybe TMI, but I thought I'd share from my heart. And, um, you know, I often have days of feeling blue and now here I am talking about ecstasy, right? So this ecstatic state of God, how can I exist at the same time that I'm feeling blue? How can this ecstasy exist? You know, this ecstasy of God. But I've learned over the years that when you resist something, it persists. So the more that I fight that blue mood or that sad feeling or whatever it is, that swing, it hangs on. And finding my way to this ecstasy is natural when I can be present with whatever is rising up. In other words, the two are not mutually exclusive. So just because I'm blue or sad can't, doesn't mean that I can't also find that deep space of knowing that truly all is well. And it's that bliss that Deepak talks about. He talks about surrendering to this idea that, you know, we have to be happy all the time. It's not superficial. It's a deep knowing that this too shall pass, that there is a guiding force, a source, gifting each and every one of us with experiences that will thicken the relationship with the divine. I think of my my sad my sad stuff or my blue moods as like the gift of contrast. And when I come out of those spaces, I can see through like these golden lenses that Deepak talks about in that book. He says that everything is shining bright, you know, and I'm noticing that light again. But if I hadn't had that place of questioning or fear, I would not be able to come back home. It's like whenever you get sick, you know, I know that a lot of folks are getting sick right now. Getting sick can really help us to truly understand being well. It's that gift of contrast. You know, and so it's, it's the story of the prodigal son. It's the story each of each and every one of us have that energy of that part of us that wants to stray away, stray away from that ecstasy. And you know what we do every time we stray away? We come back home. I am remembering, sing with me, who I am. this ecstasy that's right ecstasy is naturally the space that spirit wants to be and ecstasy is being free from the ego we go easily to the middle of the forest we can roam we can harvest but we always circle back it's a fact we come back to that home inside us remembering it's that cycle it's a cycle of the moon it's the circling of the sun it's the nature of life and the biggest aha for me is that divine guidance leading back to ecstasy 
can include, not exclude, those dark nights of the soul. The wandering through the desert. The abandoning the great father as the prodigal son does. This is a part of the ecstatic journey. And listening to that divine guidance that calls us back, that we're, that's, what, that's what I'm highlighting right now. So if today you're feeling blue or you're having that mood, that sadness or that struggle, it's okay. It's natural to go up and down and ride the waves. Think about a wave in the ocean. It's not always standing tall. It rises, it falls, the tides come in and the tides go out. We are one with nature and this ecstatic place is recognizing that these cycles, these circles, they always come back to that one power, that one presence, that one light, one love, that energy of life that sees through your eyes, that's feeling through your touch, experiencing the world, even as your sadness. Amen. So as we practice coming home each and every week, if you go to your spiritual center each and every week, you practice it. You practice going home, going home to this ecstasy, going home to the good vibes, going home to feel good because it's natural. We want it. We crave it. So let's do some affirmations right now. Let's just affirm with some powerful words. Let's just affirm that we're headed toward ecstasy. So I want you to repeat after me. Ecstasy is my natural state. I am existing and insisting on bliss. It's okay if I've wandered, but I'm coming home to love. Home to love. I am coming home to love. The great Mary Baker Eddy once told an audience, let us remember that God, good, is omnipotent. Therefore, evil is impotent. If you wish to be happy, or ecstatic, argue with yourself on the side of happiness. Take the side you wish to carry and be careful not to talk on both sides or to argue stronger for sorrow than for joy. You are an attorney for the case, she said, and you will win or lose according to your plea. So let's celebrate joy. Let's celebrate ecstasy. Let's argue for it. Okay. The abundance of joy is available to us at all times. Joy is a quality of God. Ecstasy is a quality of God. These qualities of God are eternal and never ending. In other words, there's not a limited supply of joy. There's not a limited supply of ecstasy. It's always there. It's always ready for the taking. There's never, it's never a question of circumstance. It's always a question of what's the blockade between the self and the ecstasy. And so I want to go a little deeper into this and, and talk about what blocks my joy and my ecstasy the most. And maybe you can relate to this and you can get something from it. And these are the, I just kind of wanted to take a, a gander at three things that stop me from ecstasy, <laughs> which is comparison, judgment, and fear. So let's just take a quick look at each of these comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy. We always hear that. It's a very famous quote. Does an oak tree look at the pine and say, damn it, I wish I was a pine. <laughs> you may say, well, no, they don't because they don't have mouths, but you'd have a good point. But what I'm getting at is that nature is filled with so much incredible variety that it would be, it would be a sin to compare, you know, yourself to another human. Your individuation, your individuality is what makes you so holy. You know, the other day I had an awakening of who I am as an artist. 
I've had so much questioning over the years, like, what am I doing here? What's my point? What's my purpose? We all, we all, we all have these moments, but during quarantine, I think we're all just really deep in this questioning of like, what am I to do? Who am I? All that. And it struck me that I am a spiritual singer, songwriter, comedian. Now I'm a painter as well. Painter. <laughs> I have nobody to compare to. Who do I compare to? There's no other. I don't know anybody. I don't know a singer, songwriter, comedian, spiritual painter. I, that's me. I'm, that's what I'm doing. If I, if, if I compare myself, I, it doesn't make any sense, right? I can only compare myself to my inner journey, my, my inner joy. You know, what a gift, because when I stop comparison, I can create so much more joy. And then there's judgment, judgment, judgment. Marianne Williamson says that every judgment blocks the light. And when we're judging, we are doing what might be natural, you know, like, like we want to discern from the bad or the good. We're surviving in the world. But when we get too judgmental without leaving room at the top for people to be who they are, we find ourselves robbed of joy. So it's not that judgmentalism doesn't have a place. It's just that the more we judge, the less joy we get. And I know that I kind of want to, I want to argue for joy. I want to argue for ecstasy. I don't want to be like happy, happy, joy, joy, Pollyanna. She's so annoying because she's so happy, but I want to have a deep sense of joy in my heart. And I, you know, I was doing an event a few weeks ago and there was a woman that was helping out. And my first impression of her was not good. I was like, oh no, <gasps> this is going to be an interesting experience. She was like my contact for you know the cords and the plugs and all the things. And I thought, oh no. And, uh, I started being judgmental of her and I was feeling like oppressed and, um, it was so interesting because she sat at the back of the show and laughed harder than everyone else and clapped louder than everyone else. And she was so nice. She wound up being so nice that I was just appalled at my own judgmentalism. She was so interesting and kind and loving. What do we get when we judge? It's, it's silly, right? Wayne Dyer said, judgments prevent us from seeing the good that lies beyond appearances. And the truth is that we can all have moments that we come off as icky or, you know, we come off a certain way and we need to be more forgiving and more forgiven and less judgmental so we can allow that flow of those moods quicker, right? And get to that juicy, yummy part of a person. We all have a sweet side too. You'll notice that when you don't resist the negative in someone's attitude, it just shifts, you know? And then of course there's fear, which fear is a massive joy thief and ecstasy thief. And it's really important too, but it does steal our joy. When we're too busy being afraid, we are missing the journey. And of course I love all the, the acronyms for fear, face everything and recover F everything and run, false evidence appearing real. Fear is a paper tiger. That's also one of my favorite little phrases. Fear is a wall three miles long and one millimeter thick. I love that one too. And it's paper thin. You bust right through it. <laughs> Fear can hold us back from the joy of the moment, the joy of relationships. Fear can hold us back from taking a step in the right direction, listening to that divine guidance, right? Fear is, you know, that, that voice that says, stay here, you'll be safe, you know, stay here. Okay. You know, you may be, you'd be more of capable of something else, but you know, maybe you're just fine being right where you are. 
but maybe we're capable of being filled with a joy, overflowing an abundance of joy, even an ecstasy. Let's sing. but I love Facebook. I know uh, what I love about Facebook is that my feed is filled with joy. I have like 5,000 friends and all these people are people that I've come across on my travels or my tours, people I've met in churches. And when I see something that triggers like my anger or comparison or fear or judgment, you know what I do is I just unfriend them or unfollow them. I'm just going to be honest, okay? I love opening up my Facebook and seeing joy, upliftment, seeing what I want to see. A lot of people say, oh, that's surfacy and everybody looks happy on Facebook and nobody's really that happy and you're getting this impression. And you know what? Fine. Fine. I don't even care. I, I don't I don't share my trials and tribulations on Facebook and I, 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 I everybody has tough stuff. Everybody has tough stuff. But it's okay if it's not shared on Facebook. And the trick again is not comparing, right? You see somebody with their happy families and they're kayaking and they're traveling and they're smiling and you don't see the massive fight that they had or their cheating husband or whatnot. But that's really not my business, okay? But I, what I want to make my business is your joy, your ecstasy, your happiness. And if you want to share your sorrow, because most of the folks on my list are spiritual and there's some sense of positive most of the time, sorrow shared on my Facebook feed that I have is genuine and important for me as well. So I'm not looking, again, I'm not looking for like happy, happy, joy, joy all the time, but I'm looking for this like overarching sense of like life is good. I have a reason to be happy. I have a reason to live. I have a reason to step out into the day and it's to align with this joyful energy, align with this ecstatic energy to remember who I am. I am a spirit. I am, I am a spirit that when I heal my own joy, I help the world. Like, like he said at the beginning of this talk, I want to be a healing force, a source of love and joy and peace so that I can heal the world. It's a big thing, but it's a little thing. And when we're working on our own joy and remembering who we truly are, we are healing the world. And listen, if you're coming to a new thought center or a church, I am going to know that about you as well. It's probably how you want to be too. (laughs) And I want you to be happy. I want you to be filled with spirit. I invite you this week to take a good look at where you might compare or judge or fear. And then I want you to become of that ecstasy, that ecstatic call. What brings you that joy? What is calling you that ecstasy? to ecstasy, to that joy, to that spirit, to be one with that divine. I know that your story is unfolding exactly as it should, exactly as it should. And I want to affirm again, repeat after me, ecstasy is my natural state. I am existing and insisting on bliss. It's okay if I've wandered, but I'm coming on home, home to the love. I'm coming home 
to the love. Sing it with me. I am remembering who I am. I am remembering who I am. I am remembering. I am remembering. And so I close this with a little spiritual mind treatment and I say thank you God for this time together for this remembering I bring into awareness the presence of God the presence of the most high love showing up and showing off as each and every experience in this now moment each and every person place and thing and this power this presence this love and this light is flowing through me as me to me, showing up and showing off as me, and as each and every person here with me in this moment. So I declare and know for everybody here a deep, deep joy, an ecstasy rolling over, an ecstasy of spirit, an ecstasy of joy, a surrender, a coming home to love, a knowing that all is truly well. And trusting and knowing that all is unfolding exactly as it should. And this year, I know this year, I declare it and know it. Everybody who is watching this right now or later is having an amazing 2022. Filled with ecstasy and joy and passion. And I give great thanks. Great thanks. I say thank you, God for this knowing, for these words, for this connection, for this opportunity to share with you. I release these words back into the space from whence it all came. I release it with an amen, and so it is. All is well. And we sing one more time. I am remembering Fantastic day.